good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience Wanting more, the brand last week was Swati Creek Mill. Tiffany Williams, the young entrepreneur, decided to open up a in-person, come-see-us physical space in the middle of a pandemic. And then, of course, this week, the brand is Tove, T-O-V, Tove Bagel. This is an awesome story, and we're going to be talking to the one of the owners of Tove Bagel after the break. Want to send a few quick shout-outs. Had a great call earlier this week with John Holt. He is the president of Nutmeg State Federal Credit Union. For those of you that are in the credit union marketplace, since we do this show for banks and credit unions, the banking marketplace as I call it, for those of you in the credit union marketplace, this is just free advice. Stop watching the boring hour-long webinars and just do what Nutmeg State Federal Credit Union is doing. You don't need to read another article or a white paper, another white paper about uh, how to use space after COVID-19, reimagining the brand after COVID-19. John Holt and his team have already done that. They have combined their credit union branch with Triple A and the DMV. Ever been to the DMV? One well, day you go to DMV in Connecticut and visit the credit union at the same time, or at least see it as you walk by and know that it is there. Want to send another quick shout out to our friends down in Kingsville at Kleberg Bank. Next week, next week we're going to have our first guest on the show from Kleberg Bank, and I'm looking forward to that. Kingsville is one of those cities in Texas, honestly, people sometimes forget about it, and it's a doggone shame because I've been there, and it is a lovely place. So we'll be doing that next week when we visit with Brad Womack from Kleberg Bank. Been in business for over a hundred years years, all right? A lot of you fintechs out there are not going to make it a 100 years. And so we'll be talking to him, and that's what I love about the Power Performance Podcast. This is not theory. This is not maybe coulda, shoulda, woulda. This is what is happening in the banking marketplace today, and what is happening right now is a new generation who has never purchased an ad in the newspaper or the yellow pages or even seen one potentially are starting their own brands and they are doing things very differently. This is not your grandfather's entrepreneur. They have better gear. They have grown up in the digital space and they are remaking the tapestry of American small business in their own image, with their own brands. And so we're going to go up to the great state of Michigan. This is another one just blew me away. This young guy starts a business in Michigan. Great state, by the way. Been there many times. Cherry Point Airport in Michigan might be the best airport I've ever been to. I think that's what it's called. It's in Traverse City, the best airport I've ever been to. And as a professional speaker who spoke at over 400 events, I've been to just about every airport you can think of. That's the best and the one in Kansas City, without a doubt. Out, in my experience, was the absolute worst. And so we're going to talk to Dan Lenz after the break about his new business startup that is going gangbuster, Tove Bagel. 
always fresh, always made with love. Love Michigan. And the other thing, just, just like Tiffany last week, you know, doing this in a state where they've got one of those tyrannical governors, same thing in Michigan, they've got that governor who looks like Maleficent without the makeup, who is trying to single-handedly destroy small business in Michigan, and yet Dan and his team would not be deterred. They are pursuing their dreams one bagel at a time. You might think New York City is the place to get the best bagels in the world. Mm, it might just be up in Ferndale, Michigan, and we're going up there next, right after this. You're literally listening to The Power of Performance. have that effect on people, Carol King. Hey, Dan Lenz, how are you? I am doing excellent. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Studio audience is sucking up, hoping that you're going to send them some fresh bagels, but uh, they really don't. They really don't deserve it. Uh, speaking of Carol King, who you heard there in the setup, I remember I saw a picture of her one time eating a, a bagel in her New York apartment. It's the first time I said to my mom, hey, what are those things? Why did they cut the donut in half? We didn't even know what a bagel was in Bear County, <laughs> Texas, back in the late 1970s. So let me start with this, because uh, I'm assuming you've heard of this thing called the coronavirus or COVID-19. You've heard people talking about that, right? I might have seen a headline or two about that. Yeah, yeah something, yeah. NPR, they're talking about it all the time. Anyway, but people might say that given what we've been through in 2020, global pandemic, you're in one of those states that I believe is still shut down, that starting mm-hmm. a business in the middle of a global pandemic is either crazy or crazy smart. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I think that there's actually a lot of pretty counterintuitive reasons why this is a pretty excellent time to start a business. Um, when you think about a lot of the businesses that uh, had to shut down and lay off their staff, um, really at the end of the day, it's because they're built for a world we're not currently living in right now. Um, they're wow. built for, you know, a time when tons of people can gather in one space and, uh, you know, they're built for uh, an organizational structure that requires, you know, no one to be remote. Um, and when that shock came, um, they were unprepared. But if you're starting business now, you're starting fresh. You understand the landscape. Uh, you don't have all these incumbent disadvantages, um, and you can really fit your business uh, to the world we're in. A um, number of other reasons, too. I mean, if you're starting a new business and you need to hire talent, there is a huge amount of underused uh, you know, a talent pool out there. People are looking for work, um, and now really is the time to get the best. Um, let's say you're, you decide you do need to rent space. Well, landlords are desperate for tenants, uh, and you can get mm. killer deals. Um, and right. then, you know, at the end of the day, people need the same things they needed before the pandemic now. Um, so in our case, food, uh, it's bagels. Um, and that need has not gone away, but the ability to support the demand absolutely has fallen. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities for people that are able to carve out uh, a spot to really succeed right now. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You mentioned something that I found fascinating about people had their businesses set up for, like you said, a world that doesn't exist right now. And when we had uh, the owner of Swatty Creek Mill on the show last week, I talked about how over the pandemic, I learned that I really loved certain uh, stores more when I didn't have to go in. They would bring the stuff out to you and you save time. <laughs> you don't miss stuff on the radio and things like that. You don't miss calls. You can continue doing your conference call in your car while you're getting your Target stuff delivered. Did Were there things that happened during the pandemic that compelled you to do your business differently that you might not have done without it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you just said the biggest one right there, which is making it a good experience uh, from the get-go for someone that is on the go and does not want to stay at the establishment. Um, I think that's something that some businesses had as kind of a, an afterthought. And, um, you know, like so many things, uh, the pandemic has, you know, accelerated trend-wise. Um, people did have, you know, delivery services and pickups. Um, but now that is, you know, on the forefront for how we want to uh, make our customers feel comfortable um, when they're dealing uh, with getting our bagels. Um, and kind of related to that, I mean, the product you sell in the first place, you, you want to be conducive to that experience. So to give you an example, um, I'm a huge fan of ramen. Uh, and there's a great ramen shop uh, not too far from here. But that is not a product that does well with you grabbing it and going. Um, they'll give you, you know, kind of a sad plastic tub of the broth and the half-cooked <laughs> ingredients. And you take that away and you make it at home and it is not the same. But if you're doing right. something like a bagel, I mean, that's it's perfect. You know, you grab it, you go. Um, it's just as good of an experience if you're grabbing it at a window and getting out of there as if maybe you're enjoying it on a patio outside. That is absolutely true. Now, tell us a bit about Tobe. It's not Tobe, folks. It's Tobe Bagel Shop. Is it a physical place? Is it a store that people can go to? Tell us about the brand that is Tobe Bagel Shop. Yeah, absolutely. So, we, I mean, this grew out of a uh, really a, a business out of our kitchen um, that has just kind of exploded in the last few months. So right now, uh, we have the opportunity to work with some partners at a, a brewery called the Ferndale Project. Uh, we bake and create the bagels out of their location, and then we have other partnerships throughout the city where we sell at their locations. So right now, we don't have a permanent location that's our own. Um, and again, this actually works really well to what we were just saying about um, structuring your business in such a way that uh, maybe you don't have uh, that kind of scary overhead of owning a location right now. But we were very intentional about the people that we are partnering with uh, because ultimately they're going to be the face of our brand. Um, so the locations we have partnered with, um, very community focused. Um, beyond just providing a, a place for their business, uh, it's a place for a community to gather, you know, um, however they can do that safely. Um, and then beyond just uh, the locations we partner with and, and how that informs kind of our, our view of our community, I mean, Tove, I mean, ultimately means, uh, you know, good, but also an acknowledgement. You know, I see you. Um, and that's very uh, important for us, too, um, as we look to eventually create um, permanent space. Um, but just kind of laughing on the, um, you know, bagels are, they've been around for a while, but not, not a lot has been done to them um, to really kind of take them to kind of the next level creatively, at least in our eyes. Um, so we have an excellent base of a bagel. I mean, I love our plain bagel. Um, but what really gets a lot of people excited about Toe Bagel is kind of some of the crazier flavors we have. Um, you know, rosemary, you saw, Ostego cracked pepper, jalapeno cheddar, uh, you know, some, some kind of crazy schmieres. Uh, and that's where it gets really fun. And that's where you get people that uh, just need to keep coming back to know what we got that week. Exactly. To leave them wanting more.
before. They're reimagining the old-fashioned bagel and being from South Texas. When I saw the jalapeno cheddar, jalapeno, excuse me, cheddar bagel, I thought, I'm all in. And so I asked Dan, when did you say to yourself, hmm, we're really on to something here? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I would say there's probably uh, kind of two moments. There's the, the, the first moment that uh, – encouraged us to, you know, push forward and make this a business. And then another one quite recently that kind of validated, um, you know, the plunge, so to speak. So the first one was we made, you know, we had been baking bagels out of our kitchen for a couple months, um, you know, kind of just obsessively working on getting a recipe that worked. Um, And we had been giving away all these free samples because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's just no possible way one house can eat, you know, 60 bagels or whatever we were producing um, from all these (laughs) test batches. Um, but we, we finally had our first paid order where um, people started reaching out or friends of people that we had given away these samples to saying, you know, I, I actually want to, um, I, I don't just wow. want it for free. Um, and we did a, a big order of about, uh, I think it was three dozen bagels um, and delivered them individually to people, individually wrapped. And, you know, when you have a bit of a pet project or something new and you show it to your friends or family and they say, oh, you know, that's. That's nice. And you can tell they're being nice. This was was the opposite. I mean, people were um, far more enthusiastic than we thought. People we didn't know um, that, again, had just received the bagels through a friend, you know, reached out to us and asked, you know, so where are you located? Um, Which, of course, at this point, we had no location. Um, But it kind of made us realize, like, holy cow, I mean, there's there's actually something here. It's not just uh, people being friendly. Um, And and that night, you know, we ended up meeting up with – uh, the business owner that would eventually let us bake out of his kitchen, formed the LLC that weekend, and built the, the logo and the brand and, and all that. Um, so just that one kind of positive uh, set of deliveries that kind of blew us away. But uh, just this past week, um, one of the uh, partners we have that we saw out of, uh, the third one uh, that we just actually brought on board, uh, gave us a call and let us know that there was someone, uh, actually a group of friends that had driven to our first location where we baked, we were sold out, then to our second location in Detroit, we were sold out there too, and finally drove wow. to their location and bought the last bagels that they had uh, and wanted to let us know that, that those people had, had done pretty much an hour of driving for the bagels. And that was one of those ones where, holy cow, I think we're onto something. I don't think I've ever driven an hour for, for food. Um, <laughs> That was that was incredible. Of course, last week with Tiffany Williams, Swati Creek Mill had been an online brand that converted itself or augmented the online brand with a physical space. But Tove Bagel literally just started just a couple of months ago. I think we we formed the LLC the very end of May. So oh, wow. I mean, kind of wow. It is it is completely floored me um, how quickly this has come. I mean, pretty much. Every couple of weeks, the, the business is almost unrecognizable from before. I mean, again, it was three and a half months that we had our first order, and now we're looking at, you know, we're selling out of three locations. Uh, we're looking at getting a permanent spot um, and, and hiring. I mean, I'm, I've gone full-time, but I'm, you know, I can barely keep up with uh, what people are trying to order. So it's been a, a total blur of activity the last few months. And, of course, that's a great problem to have. And I asked him, in terms of managing the fiduciary part of the business, are you using a bank, a credit union, something else? So we work with Level 1 Bank, uh, which is a local bank uh, for all of our banking needs. Um, That was a pretty intentional choice. Um, 
so the, the three of us, my partners, Joe, Devin, and myself, are all transplants actually from outside of the city, and we're really drawn to this fresh surge of activity going on in the city, uh, and we wanted our business um, to contribute by working with the local bank, knowing that you know, the loans we take out or the money we're putting in is ultimately being recirculated among small businesses in the community. Um, so they've been great to work with so far. Um, we kind of stumbled onto Square for processing uh, transactions um, right. just because they, I mean, are really pretty easy to work with if you don't yeah. really know what you're doing, which we certainly didn't uh, <laughs> a couple months ago. I think we're, we're certainly open to looking at uh, another way of doing uh, transactions. The fees are, are fairly steep. Again, right now it makes sense because yeah. we don't have a huge volume of transactions, actually, because so much right. is going through, again, these partnerships we've formed with other locations where they're doing a lot of the point of sale and we're only processing, you know, catered orders, merchandise, and what have you. Um, but as we know, are looking into doing our, our own permanent location, we're going to do another hard look at the best payment processing options out there. And um, I'm, you know, happy to hear that your audience is familiar with that and, you know, perhaps you give us some suggestions. And there are plenty of people in the audience that we've had on that talk about payments all the time. And so I hope somebody will reach out to our friends at Tove Bagels if they can be of assistance. And then just like we asked Tiffany last week, I asked Dan, what advice do you have for somebody? A lot of people getting laid off, a lot of career changes going on right now because of the pandemic. What advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about starting their own business now? That's, that's a great question. I think one thing that surprised me the most about this whole um, – that's cheesy to sound this whole journey uh, towards form, forming the business is uh, how many steps you can take uh, that are non-committal. So by that I mean you can spend, spend the $50 in the five minutes and form an LLC. That's, that's super easy. You don't need to have everything worked out, but that all of a sudden opens up doors because um, you're not a business. Um, you know, if, if you need to be making a website, don't, don't hire a developer. Just, you know, throw yourself at it on a weekend and, and do something yourself. Um, I think, you know, there's no need to, to quit your job if you do still have one. Um, you can work on weekends. I think that was uh, one of the, the coolest things about this was we all had full-time jobs for the first few months of, of running wow. this business, and we're really able to, to validate it um, and learn a ton and realize this is something we want to work on full-time just by doing one step at a time, one order at a time, um, and not trying to create some master plan um, for how it would all turn out. I mean, there's no playbook for a pandemic. So if you want to like right. sit around and try to sketch out the perfect uh, growth plan before you uh, make your move, um, I, ultimately I don't think you know your plan is really going to pan out. So I guess really what I'm getting at is to take the first step and then the second, and then maybe step five or six is one where you're truly making some kind of commitment, time or or, or financially. Um, but just push forward and see how far you can get. Finally, I asked Dan, let's say it was me, President Trump, Governor Whitmer, and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas in a room, and he had to send over his best selection of bagels for us to fight over. What would he send? Okay, I will say that my, uh, my personal favorite, Rosemary Sea Salt, absolute uh, crowd pleaser. Uh, everything in case someone can't make up their mind of what they want on their bagel. Um, Asiago cracked pepper. I mean, these are all Ooh. politicians. These are refined people. Um, yeah. That one yeah, really uh, hits the spot. Uh, and then last thing would be, uh, you know, with all the, the sourness in politics, they can use a little sweetness. 
cinnamon sugar crunch that is Ooh. the bagel that you need um, when you're really looking to treat yourself in the morning. And uh, they got a lot going on, the four of them. I think they could use that. I asked Dan where he thought he might be a year from now. He said he would have a space, he would have a great team, but most of all... And we will have more partners throughout the city that will be providing excellent bagels, too. Um, there's a massive vacuum to fill. There's huge, huge interest. Um, and, and really, I guess what I'm most excited about is um, it'll be, you know, Team Tove that'll really be in existence a year from now. Uh, not just the co-founders. You can't wait to bring on um, some really smart, talented people to, uh, to grow the business. There's something very subtle in the brand, Tove Bagel. It's not plural. It is one bagel at a time, always fresh, always made with love. And we thank Dan so very kindly for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. My pleasure. Oh, great job, right back. All right. If you're not hungry yet, you're not even trying. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave your audience wanting more? And for all of you banking brands out there, let me ask you, how many of your vendors celebrated Small Business Week with two real Generation Next small business owners, dreamers, entrepreneurs, doers. I love this country. I love risk takers. And you're going to fall in love with Swatty Creek Mill and Tove Bagel. Check out their website right there in the episode description. My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week.